This message comes from NPR's sponsor, Patreon, where creators can build a more sustainable income source by giving their fans monthly access to exclusive community, premium content, and the chance to become active participants in the work they love. Check out patreon.com now. For NPR Music, it's all songs considered. It is Vikings Choice, Punk, Drones, you name it, with Lars Gottrich. Hey, buddy. Hey, Bob. What do we got? This is a pregnant light. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to start a show. Oh, yeah. Uh, so tell people what we're doing today. So my name is Lars Gottrich. I, I've hosted a column on NPR Music called Vikings Choice for over a decade now. And uh, this year in particular, I made the, the column weekly, and I basically scoured Bandcamp for all kinds of different sounds, from metal to punk to drone to ambient to weird indie pop to whatever. And we're going to play a bunch of that on the show today. Turn you on to music that you've seen all the best of lists and all that stuff. Yeah. You didn't see any of this, probably. So. Maybe. Well, <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Maybe, maybe we're crawling down some of the same internet tunnels. Who knows? Uh, and this is Pregnant Light? This is a Pregnant Light, which is the uh, band for a guy named Damien Mastery, who has sometimes feels like a million bands. Um, he, he, let me just name some of them. Uh, Axu Might, Alluring, Beach Pneumatic. Body stalking, bound Bible, deathless Maranatha, ornamental headpiece, prison suicide, purple light, secret creation, this station of life, touch screen. I mean, nobody in their life has that many bands. Damien Master has that many bands. Incredible. <laughs> but uh, A Pregnant Light is kind of like, I, I would say that's his premier project. Not that it doesn't put his heart into everything that he does, but I think he saves like some of his best riffs i think he saves some of his biggest ideas for this band because damon just has like this unending well of creativity which is why it sometimes can feel like uh he can't keep up with everything that he wants to do and so i found that sometimes when an artist is prolific like that sometimes we can say i can skip this or i can skip this because they just put out so much so you think maybe the quality is going down I like to listen to everything that he puts out, but this record in particular, it's called Broken Play, I think is his best work. He beautifully marries the worlds of hardcore punk and metal and uh, even some sad, sappy emo in like post-rock. And he refines it in a way that I, I find extremely satisfying. I'd love to hear an example of something else. Like you've this guy's got a big, wide expanse to him. Mm -hmm. What else should I play? Maybe something towards the end of uh, my last song, which is the opening cut on the new album. Yes. <laughs> Here. 
I don't know anything about him, but it actually sounds like he's using analog tape. But I can't, I can't know. But there's something very much about this sound that feels very analogy to me. It feels very. I mean, I know he he works in several different studios, and he, uh, yeah, he did work with like a, a like a real deal producer on this for the for the, I think the first time, perhaps. Um, I don't know about the tape thing yeah. though. Okay. It's, it seems like something he would do though. <laughs> awesome. Where are we going? Uh, we're gonna kind of stay in the metal lane, but not. But also, that was the middle lane. But, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're gonna go to the middle lane. I said yeah. the metal lane. Oh, metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, I want to play uh, Fire Tools, and it's kind of really hard to describe what she does. So maybe we should play a little bit of it first. Okay. <laughs> okay, I am sold. I love this. I, I have a really hard time describing Fire Tools when people ask me. So the name of this record is called uh, Field Whispers, uh, parentheses, Into the Crystal Palace, which is a great name for an album. And uh, the person who makes this music goes under the name uh, Angel Mark Lloyd, which is an incredible name. And she exists in this world where metal jazz fusion electronic new age uh and humor and, and yeah and yes and it's also just funny and that it's all in one place and you know the the popular thing to say about this kind of music is that it's quote unquote post internet because it's got all these worlds. It, it, right. it's, it's, okay. it, it sounds like all the tabs on your browser playing at once, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, when I, I played it for my wife, Katie, she's like, this sounds like all of the 80s, <laughs> which I thought wasn't a, a, an astute uh, point about this record. That's beautiful. And the title to the song also encompassed just about the whole world as well. Yeah, the name of the song, let's see if I can get the whole thing. Uh, Male to spasm at Swamp God... Subject equals mind body parallels, <laughs> and I'm missing a few yeah. like uh, dashes, dashes, and, and right, yeah, question yeah, yeah. marks. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I love her mind. This is like uh, she's been making music for a little while, but I think this is the the record that really coheres all of these extremely disparate elements into a, a really fascinating place. And Fire Tools is spelled F I R E. That's the only thing that you would get right. The rest of it is dash T O O L. 
Z. Yeah. And uh, it's classified, hopefully, with the sense of humor as new age music. (laughs) If you go, uh, at least in Apple Music, it is. Oh, really? Yes. (laughs) I'm I'm down for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that was Middle Lane. <laughs> I don't know where you got this middle lane thing. I said metal. Oh, metal lane. Right, right. <laughs> Let's go to the left. Well, this is also sort of metal, but not at all. Okay. So Maria W. Horn is a, a Swedish composer I discovered last year. She put out a record last year that I really loved. And Maria W. Horn uh, immediately followed up this year with a record called Epistasis. And it's four very different pieces. There are are two pieces for disc clavier, which is a piano hooked up to electronic triggers and things like that, so you can make all kinds of different sounds. There's also a piece for uh, organ. And then there is a a fascinating piece for a sort of string quartet, but it's a string quartet that's playing against an electronic string quartet that's been manipulated. So it's a record about artifice and the distance and the closeness of what is real or not within music and in reality. So what aspect of that are we going to play? We are going to play the confounding string quartet piece, and it's the title track. Okay. totally my world i I mean it's so deep and dark and uh she said maria horn said that she was inspired um by early 90s black metal this can go into a whole tangent bob but (laughs) (laughs) black metal is a sound but it is also very much a feeling and an, an atmosphere there's actually a quite a tradition of more atmospheric and ambient black metal that doesn't even sound like what you think of as black metal, but is considered part of that world. And I think Maria really understands that aspect of this music. And it just like, it just draws it out into these gorgeous, icy dronescapes. Yeah, this is amazing. I've just moved it ahead to the last 
uh, minute of this song, Epistasis. I just want to hear what happens. <laughs> I wanted to know. Here we go. stunning music totally and the in the record even though the 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 types of pieces that she's composed for it uh are for very different instruments there is a there's a cohesion going on um to all the works that's awesome maria w horn yeah epistasis the journey continues <laughs> where, <laughs> where heading? yeah i don't know <laughs> i i have no idea where we're going i don't know whether to stay like nice and calm or no, I think we we should need we need to head to that mosh pit. Okay, yeah, right. let's go back. <laughs> Where are we going? Uh, Soul Glow. Uh, oh wow, yeah, yeah. This is a wild record. Yes, which which uh, number twenty four or thirty two? Thirty two. All right, <laughs> here he goes. Whoa, look out! Hold on. It it uh, it sounds like what a mosh pit feels like. <laughs> <laughs> so Sokolo is a is a the name of this record is called the N word in me is me and uh, Sokolo is a is a band from Philly and they got their start like in the hardcore punk sound but this record expands that sound and makes it more brutalizing and adds elements of noise a, a genre called power violence uh, which kind of says and and rap. And kind of like throws it all into like a like a concrete mixer and just like <laughs> and kind of throws you in right. there with them. Yeah, hang on. Wow. I think. There are a couple of guitars. I think there's a drum set. <laughs> it's really hard. Like for a bit, I thought that drumming might have been machine, but uh, whatever. It's just they're nails going in my body, <laughs> <laughs> and in a good way. No, I mean, okay, I that's good. I'm, I'm appreciating. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate this record. It's so it's 
it's an 18 minute record and you know that the whole record has that like intense feeling and it doesn't let up for those 18 minutes you've ever seen these folks no i really yeah. want to yeah. soul glow reminds me of the sonic destruction of like the stooges but also has like the speed and insanity of like bad brains which i can, think you can hear yeah. in jordan pierce's like vocal delivery it almost sounds like he's stumbling to get all of the words through as fast as he can and he's doing that because in the punk community there's a lot of talk of like social justice and racial justice and things like that but sometimes it can be rather oblique and a little bit uh hold, holding hands kind of stuff like this is just like blunt force trauma mm. like this wants you to know what the terror of it means to be in america while being black mm. and his lyrics do not pull any punches. One of the lyrics that kind of like hit me deepest on this record and it happens on this song is, no more selling off for trauma just to eat trash or letting you deny the past to swerve the backlash. Hmm. And like, he's got lots of one-liners like that, but he's also like specifically calls out people and institutions. And maybe this record is extremely now, and I don't always love political albums that are extremely now, but this feels so pertinent and crucial to our situation. That's awesome. Uh, one more and a break? Yeah, absolutely. Where are we going? We're going to Brazil with the band Hakta, which is spelled R-A-K-T-A. Uh, they have a record called Fall Hakumum that I have been obsessed with all year. Sonhei que o mundo parecia estar prestes a acabar. Uma voz orientava, segura no portão verde. Se joga agora pro azul. Parecia twister, mas era o mundo acabando. Uh, just so you know, the groove kind of kicks in about two minutes in, but we got a nice little build here. Okay, let's listen to a bit of that. Era lindo, dava medo, o mundo acabar da janela. I like this as it is, but I'm curious now what happens in two minutes, so I'm going to do that. Oh, hang on. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, that's a good groove. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> so Hakta is a... Uh, they started out as kind of a gothic, post-punk, kind of psychedelic rock band. Um, and they started out as a, a trio, a quartet sometimes, but now they've slimmed down to a duo. And they're always kind of leaning towards this sound. Basically, like, um, 
You ever listened to uh, the the Goblin soundtrack for Suspiria? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe can. <laughs> there, I mean, there are some. Can, there are definitely some can moves in here, but yeah. like, kind of like a more creepy. Uh, slowly oozing kind of like <laughs> kraut rock as okay. opposed to yeah. like more of the brainy stuff, you know? Absolutely. And at, at moments, there are parts of me that make make me, since Goblin was a prog rock band, um, makes me want to call this prog, but it's far more primal and like more insistent on like finding the weird nooks and crannies of the groove rather than bashing you over, over the head with it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I... I really appreciate their sound and their restraint and all the they let stuff happen that you can actually hear all the different elements like which I, I really appreciate a lot sometimes in the thrashier music as much as that energy and force field feels great I, I love hearing the little bits and then digging deep into all the little elements and where they are in my headphones and that's doing that for me here and this is such a hard album to excerpt from because it's such a it's a full experience like it took me i think i spent like 30 minutes trying to pick a song <laughs> from this album because it's like it the record does so much and to use an overly cliche term it really takes you on a journey it's a trip <laughs> i'm there let's hear a little more Spelled R-A-K-T-A. The name of the record is Falha uh, Kamum. Wow, thank you. Let's take a break. And when we come back... Maybe something a little quieter, a yeah. little more peaceful. Okay. Yeah. But only for a little bit, though. But only for a little bit. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I'm here with Lars Godfrey, Vikings Choice. I'm Bob Boylan. And you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. This message comes from NPR sponsor Sonos. Listen your way this holiday season. Discover smart speakers, home theater products, and audio components that connect over Wi-Fi. Create a custom sound system you can control with the Sonos app, Apple AirPlay 2, and your voice. Stream from your favorite services and enjoy music, podcasts, and more in any room of your home. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. I'm here with Lars Godridge. We're doing Vikings Choice. Uh, our wonderful year-end tradition of playing music from the outer fringes of the world of music uh, to something that'll hit you over the head and something that'll calm you. We're in the calming stage. Yes. It won't be for <laughs> terribly long, but but yes. <laughs> this is good. Uh, one of my favorite records of the year, there's an artist named Faith Coloxia, and um, she records under a couple of different names. She's best known for a group called Mammifer, which also put out a record this year, but she also released something far more personal under the name Mara. Um, it's a record called Here Behold Your Own. And she started writing these, it's hard to call them songs, they're more like sketchbook entries when she became pregnant. Her process was uh, while she was pregnant, she would basically have like a little handheld recorder and just kind of like 
sing made up lullabies and these became kind of the genesis for songs not only for her uh to be a son but also as kind of a a way to remember the way she was before she had children and as a uh, a new dad this record really can resonated with me maybe not for the same reasons because it's much different being a father than being a mother but i really connected with both the excitement and the terror that comes into becoming a parent and that's what this record really invites and really kind of like understands sonically and she uses uh her voice she uses guitar she uses little organs and keyboards and drones and sometimes it's noisy sometimes it's beautiful mm. became a dad and that's a long time ago now but um, this was kind of my world I, I, I felt so right to have uh, this calming music and a child I made a musical transition in many ways bringing myself down from the more aggressive music that I would have loved to this yeah kind of sound and uh, uh, I don't know how you've done as a dad but you're playing an awful lot of loud music and I was wondering how you and your family deals with that do you do it in your room alone i play everything for her wow. like everything everything that i'm listening to she listens to as well and there have only been very few occasions where she didn't like something and and this is gonna sound like a little too proud daddy but like music really makes her come alive and it's really really cool <laughs> <laughs> awesome. like my turntable was broken for most of the year that kind of like created this like weird vacuum in our house and then finally got a system in place and uh the very first weekend that that it was all ready to go like i just played records like all weekend long and it was like the house just exploded my yeah. daughter was just grooving and dancing along and she was very happy and i'm like this is the way it was always supposed to be. I'm, I'm glad this confirms it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Play me something on the more aggressive side, on the dan <laughs> something that I'd imagine uh, maybe you're all dancing to. So one of my favorite band camp discoveries of the year was a band called Wrong, uh, R-O-N-G. They're from Boston. Had never heard of this band. I, I don't even remember how they came into my orbit. But this record just, it's so bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We ready for it? Yeah, I think so. It's called 
The, the name of the record is Worm Hat. We're going to listen Worm to Hat. Worm okay. Hat. <laughs> Not Worm Hat. Yeah, everybody. Worm Hat. Yeah. And the name of the song is Shrugging at the Darth of Discourse. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it takes so many hairpin turns that you really don't know what's going to happen at any second. Yeah, there, there was a guitar line that reminded me of Day Tripper by the Beatles, but then it was somewhere uh, completely different. <laughs> it was fo- thrust forward about 25 years. Nice. It, it reminds me of, uh, there's a great Japanese punk band called Melt Banana. It reminds me of them. It reminds me a little bit of Deer Hoof. I think there's a there's a, a nice camaraderie maybe with uh, like Speedy Ortiz with kind of like the little poppy elements that like pop in there. This record is just like I said, it's just completely bonkers, but I, I enjoy every second of it. I don't know how you play this the same way twice maybe you just don't i mean maybe maybe the record is one thing and and every i mean those guitars sound absolutely insane but there is like some real technical proficiency and interplay going on between them it's really impressive So is it pronounced wrong or? I assume it's pronounced wrong because I keep making like dumb jokes of like, if it's wrong, I don't want to be right. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> but it's spelled R O N G. There's no W. Yeah. Gotcha. And and, and it's a uh, shrugging at the dearth of discourse. Yes. Yeah. That's the song. <laughs> the record is a worm hat. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Calm me down, Lars. I'm gonna make it a little uh, warm and fuzzy and maybe a little bit strange. Can I start playing it? Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Here we go. So. This is 
So this is the music of uh, Matthew Sage, who often records under the name M. Sage. And uh, this is a record called Catch a Blessing, and why don't we get lost in this little fantastical land for a bit. This it's, it's calm, but it's not just soothing. There's lots of stuff that scrapes at you, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's there's a lot of depth to it, and it's 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 a very submersive record. So Matthew Sage is, for lack of a better word, an ambient musician, but he works a lot in field recordings and um, does a lot of sound collaging. He's done records that were uh, very plunderphonic. It's kind of like sampling, but done in kind of more of a quote-unquote classical way, I guess. But uh, this record, he actually uh, had people who played violin and piano and things like that to, pro- to provide like different melodies that he could play with. He really builds worlds around these melodies. Maybe slowing them down or... Slowing them yeah. down and kind of like, and stretching them out. And uh, it feels very much like a, a video game that I want to live inside, you know? <laughs> But one that I don't fight anybody where where I'm just kind of like, I just click and kind of explore. (laughs) Because I don't play video, the only video games I like where is where I just basically explore and talk to people. (laughs) I want to hear a little more. The whole album, this sort of thing? The it kind of, yeah, Catch a Blessing kind of follows this route, but definitely takes a lot of detours. It's definitely, as our colleague Stephen Thompson likes to frequently say, it is a head-filling album. <laughs> I really love this. I'm downloading this awesome. as soon as I get home. A touch more and then take us out on something uh, that we won't forget. Absolutely. <laughs> like some maybe it's either maybe the plucking of the inside of a piano or maybe a guitar that's just like you can hear this long stretch note and decay mm-hmm. and I don't know if those birds are real or he made them up but <laughs> <laughs> it's just him and his friends sitting around yeah 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 whatever it's, it's just a beautiful gorgeous. record yeah thank you for that okay wouldn't be a show if we didn't go out screaming with 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 some shredding yeah yeah so whenever we do the show especially in the last few years like i always make the caveat that i don't really do like a a, like a top 10 for the show it's more of like a brief overview of like the music that's really hit me in certain ways like over the year but 
I will say this. Uh, this next record I'm about to play, I have played all year. It came out in early January when I was knee-deep in like paternity leave and when I would be running to the grocery store to bring back to the baby, like this was a record that I would put on. What year is this? And this is? This is Haunt. Uh, the name of the record is called If Icarus Could Fly. And um, Trevor Church, uh, we started with a, a very prolific mu- metal musician and we end with a very prolific metal musician. He has several different bands. Uh, Haunt uh, is one of them. He also has a band called Beastmaker. Come 2020, he will have released three full-length records in three years by Haunt. He's got another one literally coming out in January, also by this band. For me, he's been a little hit or miss. This record, I think, is where like he really came into focus with what he wants to do with this band. Like, He wants it to sound like classic Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and Randy Rhodes era, like Ozzy Osbourne. Lots of guitar harmonies, lots of like really fun shred, but like very melodically attuned shredding guitar and lots of really just strong power pop melodies. Like he knows how to write a hook that gets stuck in your head for days. And like this, this song is the one that I like kept coming back to over and over and over again. That's classic. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, yeah it, it's it's very familiar. It's very like six pack on a Friday night yeah. with with right. your buds that are all wearing denim and leather, and <laughs> it, it's 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 definitely like a party record. But like, he's he's singing about like singing about relationship. He's singing about like the cosmos. He's singing about basically like you know anthems to like fighting for your right to party and things like that. But there's a lot of heart in it. It's not just like he's technically proficient at what he does. It's like you can you can feel every single emotion in these songs. That's awesome. Thanks for doing this, Lars. Let's go out on this uh, this Icarus. If Icarus could fly, uh, record by Haunt. Vikings Choice 2019. Thank Thanks you, so man. much, Bob. I can't wait to do this again next year. Awesome. Here we go. Bye, everybody. It's all songs considered. <laughs>